Hunter Biden drama continues after his ex-associate sits down for an interview. Senator Ted Cruz grills Twitter CEO asking him, who the hell elected you? And violence in Philadelphia escalated overnight, leaving one of our very own Blaze TV reporters with a busted lip. We've got that much, much more coming on, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Jason Buttrell, filling in for Hillary Kennedy, who is filling in for Sarah Gonzalez. But you know what? We said we're getting rid of all those chicks. Today, this is the equivalent, gentlemen, of the volleyball scene from mm -hmm. Top Gun. The boys are back in town. Maverick over here, Chad Prather. Yeah. Welcome to the show. I almost want to high five you right now. Just oil up. <laughs> <laughs> I just oil up. Um, and Iceman over here, Eric July. Thanks for being with us. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Let's jump right into this. Um, so obviously a huge day for nerds like me who have been following this Hunter Biden thing. Mm -hmm. I can't keep track of all these leaks. They're coming out at, at an insane rate. And it's kind of hard to keep track of them. We've got the laptop. We've got the emails from, uh, was it Bevan Cooney? Mm -hmm. um, and now we have a guy that's got probably one of the most dope names in the election right now in oh, this yeah. election cycle, Tony Bobolinsky. Yeah. Um, speaking of dope, he gave an incredibly dope <laughs> interview um, with Tucker Carlson. I was specifically, I didn't know what to expect. He was saying he was going to release, I think, new recordings or something like that. I remember there was like one recording that it released. But beyond that, I want to get you guys' impression. Did you think, what, well, first of all, Chad, what did you think about the interview? Well, I, it wasn't earth shattering new revelation as much as I felt my takeaway from it was this guy's legit. He's really backing it up with a lot of evidence. Uh, these guys aren't just pulling this out of thin air and creating some kind of conspiracy. This guy's involved. He, he didn't want to be doing the interview. Yeah. He was very reluctant in doing it. It's not where he wanted to be, but here's a guy who has something at stake and he's defending his own name and reputation by coming out. Right. He's got something in the, he's got skin in the game. Yeah, I agree. I, it almost seemed like this was to kind of show that this dude is credible. Mm -hmm. This is not Russian misinformation, propaganda or whatever. I, I personally feel like this guy is pissed off. Eric, what do you think? No, absolutely. Because and that's what we talked about on the show not too long ago about how he, he doesn't have much to gain aside from saving his own credibility. So that seems to be what the purpose of the interview was and more so what he wanted to portray. Like we said, it wasn't necessarily earth shattering anything that he that he said, but it. He wants to give more so credibility to what it is that he's saying. Can you believe this man? Because, of course, when someone pops up like that, you you have to question it. Mm -hmm. And I think what he is trying to do is say, no, this is to the extent that I was involved. And to my knowledge, this is how these guys are involved. And this is how I know this, why I know this. So he's trying to give the the the, the viewers that that perception that, OK, this guy at some point knows what he's talking about. He's not at least attempting to be dishonest. At least you don't get that idea from watching the interview. I, I totally agree. I think that I'd like to kind of focus on what was actually in the interview because I, I think that's probably why you're listening to either this podcast, the show right now, or you are a member of Blaze TV, is because you're not hearing about any news like this in the mainstream mm -hmm. media. They're completely derelict in their duty yeah. on this story. It's absolutely insane. We'll get to Twitter and Facebook <coughs> later on in the show. But let's focus on some of the things that he actually said. Now, I want to take a, a, a kind of a close uh, you know, magnifying glass on when he talked about plausible deniability. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we actually have that video. Can we play that? I know Joe decided not to run in 2016, but what if he ran in the future? Aren't they taking political risk or headline risk? And I remember looking at Jim Biden and saying, how are you guys getting away with this? Like, aren't you concerned? 
And he sort of he looked at me and he laughed a little bit and said, uh, plausible deniability. He said that out loud? Uh, yes, he said it directly to me, <laughs> one-on-one in a cabana at the Peninsula Hotel after about a, you know hour and a half, two-hour meeting, with me asking out of concern, how are you guys doing this? Aren't you concerned that you're going to put your brother's you know, future presidential campaign at risk? Um, you know, the Chinese, the stuff that you guys have been doing already in 2015 and 2016 around the world. And uh, I just can almost picture his face where he sort of chuckles and says, you know, plausible deniability. Now, that's insane. Why, if you're not doing anything wrong, if there's nothing wrong, then why do you need plausible deniability? Right. Nothing to deny. I love it when Tucker goes into his, wait a minute, am I understanding what you're saying? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, help me understand something right now. Uh, He said that out loud, and kudos to Tucker for at least doing some journalism. Because nobody else is doing anything. Nobody's asking these questions. Uh, You know, I I keep saying, where in the hell is Hunter? Is the guy even alive right now? I mean, can he be contacted for comment on any of this? Uh, this is this is beyond a smoking gun. This is something right now where it, it, we're looking at it. It's this giant elephant in the room. It's taking a dump all over the room. <laughs> and we're just like, okay, well, do we want to talk about this? Nope, don't want to talk about this at all. Eric, it's big. I'm, I, I, I completely agree. And I, I, especially from, I think people like you and me, because I think we can put ourselves in the R category. Mm-hmm. But I don't know exactly about you, Eric, Like, because you're more of the L category. Yeah. Yeah. So amongst your friends yeah. and amongst uh, the people that you talk to and think about these things, from a libertarian perspective, are you guys, con- does this concern you? Are you interested in it at all? Well, it, it, the only reason why it's interest, interesting is because it seems to validate what we assume about Joe Biden already, or rather maybe every single politician that they are corrupt in some some sense. But this has, you know, we generally say politicians are corrupt. We're being very vague, being very generic with it. You just assume politician corrupt. But when you hear someone talk like that and then you you see that, like like Chad said, this is way more than I think we're beyond the smoking gun at at, at this point. Like it, it, it puts it puts like, you know, evidence on it. And it's like, OK, yeah, he is corrupt or at the minimum, there is something going on. So we already assumed that that was the case. What this story comes out and really tells us is that it may go deeper than what even we assumed, And more so, it just it just really validates what it is that we already knew with Joe Biden. I mean, this is a man that has been in some capacity in government for longer than I've been alive, way longer than I've been alive. And you look at how much money he's worth, how much money uh, that family is worth. Red flags should go off anyway. But when you hear something like this and then you you, you see that we're, we're well beyond this smoking gun thing, there's something there. This is a very corrupt corrupt man who was using at at some capacity the position that he was in to sort of line his pockets and his family's pockets. That is the centerpiece of this entire story. And in my opinion, this blow, this is going to blow the lid. This is starting to blow the lid on how these corrupt politicians make all their stupid money. It's absolutely ridiculous. They show up on day one with nothing, making $40,000 a year and they have a Honda. And then at 40 years later, they have a $10 million mansion and and a Mercedes. You know, it makes absolutely no sense. And when, when I, this is another thing from that interview where we're starting to see really how they get these things done. And the question is, did Biden actually personally make money off this? And I want to go to another um, video clip from this. It's um, Bobolinsky talking about Joe Biden actually vetoing Bobolinsky's business plan. 
when he said, when Hunter Biden said his chairman, he was talking about his dad. Correct. There's two chairmen in the story. There's Chairman Yi, who is the chairman of CFC. Yes. In that text from Hunter Biden, he was not talk talking about the chairman of CFC. And what Hunter's referencing there is he spoke with his father, and his father is giving an emphatic no to the ask that I had, which was putting proper governance in place around Oneida Holdings. So Joe Biden is vetoing your plan for putting stricter governance in the company. I mean, and, and it's, it's right here yeah, in the emails. Yeah, yeah, Tucker, I want to be very careful in front of the American people. That is not me writing that. That is not me claiming that. That is Hunter Biden writing on his own phone, typing in that I spoke with my chairman referencing his father. Okay, so to put this even more context, Joe Biden said in the last debate that he has never taken a dime or made money in this fashion. He's never done it, you know, took it. He said he never country. took it from a foreign country. Okay, right. well, after it's been laundered through a lot of different places, <laughs> yeah. he, technically he hasn't. Yeah. Right? I mean, who in the world use your addiction-riddled son as the bag man in a situation like this? It's bad. And then you look at uh, the mysterious findings of his brother who goes from a 10% shareholder to a 20% shareholder. So there's, there's shifts that are going on that we don't understand. And it looks like maybe he, the brother, uh, Jim, was getting uh, uh, Joe's 10% handling it for him. I mean, there's all of these numbers that are there that just don't add up. There's some real mafia kind of <laughs> crap going on behind the scenes here. Yeah, I want the biggest thing I get when talking about this on social media is people say, why should I even care? Like, right. I don't, I'm not Hunter's voting not for Hunter. running for president. That's what they say every single time. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, I want to I play a clip and then go right to you, Eric, and get a reaction from you. This is a clip um, from... Um, uh, actually, Ted Cruz. It's a different clip. It's Ted Cruz talking about if this is going to make any kind of difference at all. Watch. By the way, one of Biden's best points was when he said all of these attacks back and forth about my family and his family. They don't matter. What matters is your family. That, that may have been Biden's best moment, actually. Um, and, and I... So you don't believe voters are moved by the Hunter Biden stuff? I don't think it moves a single voter. Huh. I, I, and I'm glad, look, I think that, what was it, about 10, 15 minutes where they were slamming each other's families and going back and forth. I think that was kind of... You think that was a wash, basically? Okay, so I emphatically disagree with that. I think middle, uh, middle of the road uh, voters and uh, I think uh, libertarians, I think uh, Republicans that maybe not have liked Trump, they don't want to live in a kleptocracy mm -hmm. because that's what this is all about. Um, if we just turn a blind eye, if, if, somebody, if a politician is going to do something that we like, let's say give us free health care, but they turn out to be overtly corrupt but we say, screw it, let them have their way. How are we any different from Russia or how are we any China, different from Ch in China? Exactly. This is kleptocracy. This is crony capitalism. Capitalism becomes crony because of things like what is being alleged about Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about, about this, Eric? Yeah, no, I, I understand where Ted's coming from and this idea that because you see lack of folks maybe talking about it, definitely in the media, if they control the conversation, it seems like People aren't paying attention and listen or listening. But as we get closer to the election, which is right around the corner, and there are people that have not actually placed in um, their votes, I do believe that one or two of them could look at that and be like, you know, again, that would be more so on the conservatives and definitely Trump himself to as much as he could 
say, look at this, like this is a this is a pretty big deal because that's really the only way that they're going to talk about it. But you're completely right in the idea that when when libertarians talk about corruption and a way of politicians using the position of power to line their own pockets, their friends pockets, their family's pockets. This is a textbook example of that. If if all of what we have, we have seen, all of what he's saying is true, then that's uh, that's exactly what's going on. So if anything, if maybe it doesn't matter right now, but maybe going into the future, when you look at the Bidens of the world and you look at all of these politicians who have been been politicians for a very, very long time and you see them come out on the other side of this with lots and lots and lots of money, maybe people won't undermine the idea that maybe they are, despite what they're advocating, free health care, wanting to care about the individual, no matter what part party that they claim to be a part of, it is clear and obvious that they are using that position of power to, to again, funnel money to themselves or to their families or to their friends. And that's not what any free market capitalist would be an advocate of. That's not what any libertarian, I'd, I'd imagine that's not what a conservative would be an advocate of either. So it, 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 what it does is it, it, it highlights the position itself, whether it be in the presidency or any other government, Congress, it doesn't matter. Hopefully people pay more attention to that and how they're lining their pockets. Chad, let's say for, let's say you're a never Trumper. Are you concerned at all? Does this make you change your vote? I know that's hard to even put your put, put your mindset into that, but eh. can they can they seriously continue to be never Trump after this? This this vote is based on two factors. You either love Trump or you hate Trump. There's nobody out there that loves Biden. Nobody. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody that can tell me a good reason to vote for Biden unless they include the word Trump in there. Right. So you either hate him. Or you love him and you're going to vote accordingly. So that I see the point in what Cruz was saying. I agree with what Eric was saying as well in saying. um, Now, I tell you what it could do. It could create apathy in me that just says I'm not voting at all Mm, in this in this situation. Uh, I'm not going to vote for Biden because he's corrupt. Not going to vote for Trump because I don't like him. He's just too crass for me. I don't want my little boy to grow up to be like Donald Trump. So I'm just not voting. Screw the whole thing. Kind of a repeat of last election, really. Well, you can't tell me, you cannot tell me that with that mindset of voting in this election, you can't tell me that Joe Biden will receive more of the popular vote than Hillary Clinton did in 2016. Mm. And if he gets it, nobody better tell Hillary. She'll be trashing more hotel rooms. (laughs) So that's going to be a whole other deal. You You just can't convince me that he'll get more popular votes than Hillary Clinton did in 2016. Just no way. Yeah. We've got more to come, a ton more to come up, actually. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, um, Not Free America. Not Free America is written uh, by Mike Donovan. This guy has fought tyranny for years as the founder of the nation's largest pro bono civil rights law firm. As Donovan puts it in his new book, Not Free America, our Bill of Rights has been under attack long before COVID-19, our George Floyd's murder. If you refuse to surrender your liberty to an earthly power, you need this book. Not Free America solves the issue of citizens being used by the government, but it's more than just a book. It's a solution. Visit NotFreeAmerica.com to take the Liberty Pledge and order your book and order your copy today to find out how to stop the overreaching abuse of our government and what actions you can take to do better. We must work together and do better to fix our ever-compounding liberty crisis in America. If we can unite around the concept of liberty, we can create lasting greatness. Remember, the most significant change usually comes from a crisis. Never take a crisis for granted. Do your part and visit NotFreeAmerica.com today. That is NotFreeAmerica.com. Order your book today. Back in a minute. (laughs) 
Silicon Valley was, I, I wish I could say they were up on the hill today testifying at a hear, hearing, but they were all via Zoom, whatever. Um, so they were calling in. I didn't think this was going to happen. It looked like the Republicans were kind of uh, stepping back and they weren't going to call them forward. But after the New York Post fiasco, they pretty much said they'd had enough and they started to call them in to ask them why the heck uh, they seem to be so biased on throttling uh just, just because pretty much it looks like you're a conservative or you don't toe their line, they're throttling or outright you know, banning you. Actually, New York Post, they're going on two weeks now of still not being able to post mm -hmm. on their account. Um, Ted Cruz has been one of the most fiery people talking about this. I love it when he really gets after him. He went after Jack Dorsey today. Take a look at this. Anyone can tweet so the So Twitter takes the view. You can censor the New York Post. You can censor Politico. Presumably, you can censor the New York Times or any other media outlet. Mr. Dorsey... Who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a Democratic super PAC, silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs? Jack Dorsey, of course, looking like he was uh, doing a video conference as a captive of the Taliban in the mountains of Afghanistan. I don't know what's going on there. Or that he just joined them. Or <laughs> yeah. it's Rasputin. Maybe that's a better way to, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Look he's going for. Um, I watched this and it was so infuriating. Uh, every single time he would answer a question about bias, he would say that they don't have bias. There was a, a G-Pi actually came up with, uh, showed a bunch of uh, tweets that they hadn't uh, censored or th tried to throttle. And it was the Ayatollah Khomeini talking about the destruction of Israel. Mm -hmm. There's that one right there. We will support and assist any nation or group anywhere who opposes and fights the Zionist regime. And we do not hesitate to say this. There was multiple others that are absolutely ridiculous. They go talk about um, Holocaust denial. None of those were throttled. He was confronted on censoring... Um, um, Trump, I think 65 or 66 times, but Biden, zero. And every single time, he never really had an answer. He just said, nope, we don't do this. You guys are very heavy on social media. I'm just throw this to Chad. Have you, have you personally noticed Oh, this? yeah. Oh, yeah. And anybody that wants to even come at me with that, let me tell you, I got the graphs I can show you. I can show you from their very own graphs. I can show you uh, objective graphs from, from sales reports, from the traffic that we use. Look, I, you want to talk about falling off the cliff with the restrictions. I get warnings, and I don't even get the warnings that I've been warned. Mm. I, I, they don't even tell me. We, the, we, and then we go back later, weeks later, and it shows something from you know three weeks ago that they flagged because it might contain something that has been speculated to be false, right? It, they, they don't know. Yep. They, they have no idea if it's this idea of independent fact checker. You want to talk about an oxymoron. There's no such thing as an independent fact checker who's out there doing that. Everybody at this stage in the game has a bias. I don't get these uh, fact checkers. This is I don't think people understand what it's like to not be a liberal, you know, in either influencer or someone that's on social media or an outlet like Blaze TV. But it's a daily struggle. And they, the, the other side, they don't have to deal with anything like this. Mm -hmm. They trust these fact checkers. We had a fact check the other day about the uh, Biden family sl slave owners. And they fact checked us on it. They didn't even read the report. Mm -hmm. And they said it was false based off of something that we didn't even say. So eventually after we brought it up, they had to come back again and they, they, they got rid of it and let, let the story go. But it shows you if they're wrong, that wrong on that, yep. how wrong are they on everything? Yeah. I think your, your content is interesting because you might be able to, you can probably have an easier gauge because you do stuff that has nothing at all to do with politics and other stuff that's more political aligned. Are, can you tell a big difference? Oh, absolutely. Like when I do stuff that's like strictly gaming or strictly entertainment for that matter, I generally don't have 
um, any sort of problem. And when I do say something that is, and I think we all have to kind of go through this, libertarians and conservatives alike, it's like we have to try to, because we are under the expectation, definitely now, that it's either going to be censored, that it's going to go run through these independent fact fact checkers. I don't know. I don't really any personally know anybody that's uh, like a conservative or a libertarian that's active on Twitter that hasn't at least had a 12 hour, 24 hour ban, three day ban. I've had all of that on really all, all forms of social media, except YouTube, surprisingly. But of course, we, we experienced that. And especially on Twitter, and that's always been the problem with the independent fact checker. The independent fact checker is yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. who the independent fact checker is. Yeah. So if you could just go and look at the stuff for yourself and and it's not it shouldn't be up to those folks to try to funnel it for us. Like we can analyze it ourselves and see if, it, not if it's true or not. Exactly. We don't need you to baby us. I wish you could see this thing on the screen. This is this is one of my businesses. We use social media to drive business to this external marketplace online. OK, if you see the graph, the drastic fall off, this is just in the last week or two right here that you can see. From an independent business is there. If you take a look at that shot right there, look at that fall off right there. That peak, and then just in the last two weeks, boom, there it is. It's crazy. I mean, that, that right there, that has nothing to do with anything, but they're just sh shutting down the flow of traffic because we advertise and we push products on something that potentially might have a political bias or a Blaze article or something of that nature. Yeah, so the things that irritate me the most when we talk about this, especially on conservatives, I expect it from the left. I don't expect this from people that are conservative, but they always talk about regulating big tech. Oh, let's go in and break them up. Or, oh, let's like put uh, yeah. some more rules in there to like yeah. try and stop this or whatever. That, no, that is never the answer from right. a conservative perspective. Yeah. It's not. Eric, what is the answer? The answer has always been, and I say this as a creator, I'm on multiple platforms, you name it. I'm on Twitch, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Facebook, I'm on everything there is that is to considered popular media. Every single creator on there signs a term of service, right? It is a, it, it, it goes both ways. And where conservatives have lost on this issue is that they act like that's not even a thing right. that you can grill them on. Like, hey, are you upholding your side of the bargain? Are you getting your, you know, these expensive lawyers that you get to try to interpret uh, Section 230 <laughs> or, or whatever you could be using to go through the damn, you know, terms of service and say, well, they're violating this, this, this and this. They're not holding their end, end of the bargain bargain when it comes to us as creators on their particular platform. But the absolute worst possible scenario is to ask the government, the state to either heavily regulate or at worst control it and then decide who can. No, that's never, never, ever been the answer. We have seen, thankfully, over the course of the last year, little alternatives start to pop up. We're seeing this in YouTube. You got the bitch shoots of the world. You see kind of the parlor trying to kind of do its thing. I welcome those. Not to say that most people won't use them. I mean, things fail all the time, but that's welcomed. And if you want to compete with them, compete with them. Now, if there are, when we talk about these big tech companies, and which is another thing that I think we can drive home, and I don't know if conservatives want to go there. Let's talk about ways that they fund themselves may be rather illegitimately mm -hmm. in terms of government contracts and stuff like like that maybe we could get rid of those that sort of which is considered rather corporate welfare maybe those are things that we can take into consider consideration uh to, to try to make them have to listen 
to who it is, the consumer. Because when you're playing with everybody else's money, it's like, we can ban you. What is the worst going to happen? What are you going to do to us? You You can't do anything. You remember newspapers? Now, imagine, okay, because a lot of people look at this and they say, well, social media, just get off of it. We can't because that's the communication form of the day, right? So you used to have newspapers. Imagine having an independent fact checker that every time they dropped a package of newspapers out in front of the store, somebody went through and said, ah, no, we got to cross out that obituary. we got to get rid of that classified ad. Yeah, I know you paid for it, but I don't like what it says. I don't like how it's worded. This story, eh, this editorial, no, we don't like it. And then you start just doing it. Or you say, uh, well, I kind of like reading the National Enquirer. Well, that's fake news. It doesn't matter. I like to read it. Well, but you know you're not getting the truth, right? It doesn't matter. I like to read it. Sorry, can't read it. That's that's fake news. And so they want to do that. Now you apply that to social media, it's the same kind of principle. Mm. They're coming in. That's why he says, who the hell elected you? If I want to read the damn Inquirer and think I saw Bigfoot three times in the last 36 hours, at least it's more time than I saw Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a lot more to come. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yeah. I made the child yesterday. Eleven people were shot overnight in the riots in Philadelphia. I think over 30 police officers have now been um, have now been assaulted and hurt as well. I know there was one; his, his leg was broken when a truck ran into him. He's now in the hospital. Uh, the The rioting and the looting is absolutely insane. Um, I looked at the video of how all of this started. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't have all the information. Um, the witnesses said that the, uh, the guy that was killed had a knife in his hand. I'm not sure if that's been fully you know, verified yet or not, but you can clearly see that he is going towards the police officers. I, with, I, I, don't, I don't know how many times this is going to happen. It's like, I don't even know what, it's clearly not about, to me, it's clearly not about black lives. <laughs> It's clearly not about black lives. It's close about black lives. It has absolutely nothing to do with black lives. These guys are opportunistic jack wagons. Let's just call them what what they are. And the Democratic Party, the left, the general leftists, and I speak to them in particularly, I'm not speaking vaguely. When they go and say, well, when you are in opposition to this, you care more about stuff then you care about lives as if you can't actually focus on two things at once. They have fostered this. They've let this monster grow. And now what people look at it as is that, well, our ability to get out there and do whatever it is that we want is free fall. All we have to do is have a think about having a reason. We don't have it. You think the people that are going in freaking Foot Locker even know the man's name that, mm-hmm. that got shot? They don't know. They don't care. It has nothing to do with anything. I'm so sick and tired of the Democratic Party. I'm so sick and tired of, of these leftists trying to pretend as if, well, this is the way that they try to, uh, you know, get some attention on it or this is the way that they know the last shot. That is the equivalent of, of let's say one of you pissing me off and then I go blow up my neighbor's house. It has nothing to do with anything. My neighbor had nothing. He wasn't even involved in, in this altercation. But that's what's happening. This is a monster that they've allowed to manifest. And it's crazy that this is happening somewhere in like Pennsylvania right right now of all places. This may not work to their advantage when it comes to the, the, the polls when it's all said and done or rather voting when it's all said and done. But I'm so sick and tired. It's never had anything to do with black lives. I'm willing to bet the vast majority of the people that have involved know nothing about the shooting they don't need a reason all they look at is that this is our opportunity to go jack stuff and we have 
politicians. We have other blue check marks all on social media that will authorize this bad behavior and yell squirrel by basically saying, well, you got this is stuff and you just have insurance as if that's the only thing there is to oh, a big businesses. Walmart got looted. It's it, OK, as if there aren't people that aren't rich that work for Walmart, that are managers at at Walmart or God forbid, people that actually shop at Walmart and get their stuff from Walmart. And then you've now derailed that opportunity for them to go do that. I am sick and tired of this. And until we call it for what it is, it will continue to happen because they're looking for a reason. You're obviously very probably you're very vocal about this yes. on social media and all your platforms. How does how does the black community treat you on this? Oh, well, uh, I mean, uh, you get a lot of undercover folks who like, oh, I can't say that publicly, man, but I agree with everything it is. A lot? You, you you, oh, a- I get that a lot, a lot. Um, and then the, obviously it's that other side who are going to sling those names and call my, I say this all the time. Most of the racist derogatory names that I've been called since I've been a, p- a political commentator has never come from conservatives, has not come from Klansmen or anything like that. It is generally called from the left. You be a black person and you don't have to be a conservative. You be a black person that's not leftist and they will call you every ugly name it is that there is. in a book. But I, I do believe that there are I don't even want to call them a solid majority. There's more people speaking out about this uh, sort of behavior. Uh, there are folks that talk about this amongst their friends, amongst their, their colleagues. They see this, this stuff plays out in their neighborhoods. And they're like, man, that's not anything that I, that, that I support. I thought this was about justice. I thought this was actually, actually about saving lives. And you'd be surprised how many black people have come up to me or messaged me and said, man, I agree with a lot of what you say and I'm really, really sick. At first, I didn't really understand it. But now seeing this play out, mm-hmm. they, they can understand how, how this is working. Yeah. Chad, I want to go to you in a second. I, I want to get your comment on Joe Biden addressed this and he addressed um, to a bunch of people what he thinks this is all about. Tell me what you think of this. A season of protest has broken out all across the nation. Protesting, though, is not burning and looting. Violence can never be a tactic or tolerated, and it okay. won't. But much of it is a cry for justice from a community that has long had the knees of injustice on their necks. The names of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Jacob Blake will not soon be forgotten. Not by me, not by us, not by this country. So he says that he can tries to, he makes a really half aid attempt to condemn the violence, but then says it's just a cry for justice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got in trouble with this. The polls shifted the last time they were this wishy-washy on rioting and looting and before, violence. Before he starts, Obama was one that had, a, had enough sense to condemn it outright when this stuff was happening in Ferguson. I don't know why it is that they keep being wishy-washy, but at least Obama, of all people, had enough sense to be like, that is not a good thing. You should probably stop doing yeah. it. Right. W- 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 Nothing's going to stop injustice unless you get honest about it and call it what it is. I mean, to your point, I kind of feel like it. sometimes they're like, I need new shoes. Let's get yeah. the village idiot over here to go over there and charge the police. He's already been, the police been called on him 31 times since May. So let's get him shot so we can go get a new TV. Uh, like, is that happening? No. But uh, you start to look at it. It's like, this is too scripted. Like, this is too scripted. We don't need Walter in, around anymore. He threatened to kill his mama anyway. So let's just send him after the police. And that's what you see with a deal like this. This pandering, 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 the sense of injustice. Imagine, to your point about burning down buildings and things like that. Walmart. Let's say I just got out of prison. 
and I want to make something of my life. I'm ready to turn over a new leaf. I'm a part of this community, and I went and got a job application. I filled it out. I'm turning my life around. I got a job at the Walmart. Guess what? Now I don't have a job at the Walmart. I'm not going to have a job at the Walmart. The Walmart ain't just going to, they just burn it to the ground, right? So what is that doing? I mean, put it in perspective of the actual people who live that have some sense in these black communities, in these urban communities, not the guys that are running around here tearing everything down and breaking everything apart, because that is a subset of set, right? That is that is not the vast majority of this community. And that's the thing that breaks my heart when I see stuff like this. There is no excuse. I, you know, look, you, you called for the defunding of the police in Philadelphia. So what did you have? You had police officers who were facing a threat. They didn't have tasers. Why? Because they've been defunded. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So what do you think this does? I mean, we're, we're mere days away from the election. Chad, what do you think this does? To, do you think this? I think based on I don't believe in polls. I don't like them. I don't but, even know what to think about them. But, I really but, don't. I, I don't. You look at the polls. I mean, Trump's gained a lot of support in the black community. He's He's got a lot of folks who are out there, uh, you know, folks that are far more in touch with it than you and I are. Eric gets a lot of feedback. A, a lot of our dear friends get a lot of feedback in, in that. And I think there's a lot of folks out there that maybe they don't come out publicly. But I think they're sick of seeing stuff like Absolutely. this. They don't want to see their communities burned to the ground. I, um, I think it was Candace Owens that she was predicting 30% black vote going it towards Donald Trump. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly, God. It's never happened before, no. I, d I don't think. Are, I you, mean, are you seeing that at all? Well, I think that he'll have more support than I think a lot of people will give him credit for because I think they expect that it obviously will go one way. Now, how much of it he's going to get, I don't know. If it'll be high as 30%, that's fairly high. That's, high. that's very high. But I would think it, it, it'll, it'll be higher. Look, a lot of folks have seen this stuff play out we saw it play out the first go around and it was like, yeah, you know, OK, Trump racist, blah, 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 blah. And then you move on past four years and that doesn't it doesn't carry as much weight as it did before. And then people start to see things with their own eyes. They start to see the yeah. party uh, now more than ever and, and what they're authorizing. Like you cannot sit up here and tell me some mo some mother, you know what I mean, or, or married black family. Right. Who lives in, let's say, this area can sit there and look at their city being burned to the ground and not think nothing anything of it like right. well it's just no you'd be surprised you know talking yeah. to my family this is not stuff that they would generally accept but when you have politicians that are wishy-washy on it that doesn't bid well for them like yeah. their supporters the supporters look at that and be like i mean it should be simple to look, say that that's look, bad and when right? you when you got van jones who by the way is further left than my third testicle coming out and saying there ain't enough people giving donald trump credit huh. That's crazy. Yeah. And he's right. Yeah. Um, just about to have to uh, dump off to a commercial here, but I want to show because the, the mainstream media has the way they cover this kind of cracks me up. I was watching Fox. I think it was last night. And uh, they were showing everything that was going on from a distance, zooming in. You couldn't tell what was going on inside. But Blaze TV's Elijah Schaefer was actually there. I want to show you what he went through. Check this out. Those are listening to some podcasts. It's uh, from inside one of the buildings, and there's uh, looting. You see Elijah right there, and tuned up, getting attacked and punched. Easy. 
So you see the aftermath of that later. Elijah did a video where you see his lip. It's all bloodied up. But I just wanted to give a huge shout out to Elijah Schaefer and the brave people that are not going the way of the mainstream media and giving you this, I don't know, filtered version of the news. This is where it's happening. This yeah. is what's really going on. You can Kezia, his wife's on our show tonight, Chad Prather's show. So tune in and check that out and get her perspective as well. Back in a minute. This topic now is painful. Uh, I do not want to talk about this, but it's so ridiculous. I think we have to talk about it. Um, there has now been an actor, thank goodness, it's been cast to play Colin Kaepernick in his Netflix bio series. Um, Kaepernick tweeted, actually, I never thought I'd be casting a young me in a show about my life. Can't wait for the world to see, uh, to be an all-star on Netflix. Uh, he goes on and starts talking about how the show's, uh, you know, going to talk about his life, uh, what it was like as, you know, a struggling kid growing up in a mostly white uh, area with a white family and how everything was just so hard for him. Somehow he overcame all that and became a millionaire, multimillionaire in the NFL. How did he struggle? Eric, how, how did he overcome this? I struggles? don't know what in the world, they're go- <laughs> what angle they're going to take because if it's the angle from what we, from what I've known his life to be, it's going to be the most boring show that, 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 that could possibly pretty exist. vanilla. Yeah, it's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty basic. I'm not sure. It doesn't get interesting until his yeah. antics after the fact yeah. you know but this whole growing up is going to be pretty standard now, uh, imagine if there was no social justice issues or whatever what story would anybody care to hear or see or even tell about Colin Kaepernick. I mean, this ain't the Dr. Ben Carson story, right? This this isn't the guy who became, you know, rose out of the urban area with a with a single mom who uh, who was that close to dying or murdering somebody and going to prison to become one of the greatest pediatric neurosurgeons on the planet. This is Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, he's it's like he's trying to it's like he's trying to rewrite uh, you know up from slavery or something like that. Yeah. That was what he's like. Yeah. Come on, dude. I rose above getting my foot chopped off on the plantation. What? NFL quarterback and winning the World Series. That's what they're trying to (laughs) equivalent him to, and it's absolutely insane. If it was so hard, why didn't he become an activist before he started sucking in the NFL? Yeah, exactly. He should have done that that when he was first string. So ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. No, this whole story, I I didn't even know that that was going to be a thing until I saw that, and I was like, Wow. So what how, what angle are they going to take with that? Like I say, yeah. I, I'd imagine that it's going to be I know with a lot of like biographies and, 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 and bio, biopics, they dramatize a lot. Yeah, sure. I'd imagine there's going to be a lot of that, like a lot. Of that. lot I think there's going to be like a 49ers logo in the sky. <laughs> they just kind of swoop in and uh, Gavin Newsom's going to be there. and He's going to be like, Colin, I hate to call you in on this case. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be something interesting because I don't know what in the world could possibly with, <laughs> with him growing up because they're making a big deal of him casting his young self like, oh, OK, like, is this going to be what is this, like a sitcom? Like, how is this going to work? Because he, he had a pretty vanilla, uh, uh, actually yeah. way more privileged life than, than the mo- most of us had. Yeah. I grew up in a white family and achieved mediocrity, too. <laughs> Netflix is not beating down my door, and I'm pretty damn outspoken. <laughs> there's, this, uh, there's this thing now. It almost feels like they're all, they all feel bullied into caving into this social justice stuff. Yeah. And in the Colin Kaepernick stuff, it's fake social justice. But they still feel like they're bullied. We didn't even get to this story, but in Philadelphia, 
Philadelphia Chick-fil-A, their, um, their store was ransacked, even though they've gone the way of woke now. And it doesn't work. It, it they don't do, care. It does not work. <laughs> they don't care. But they feel like that you're seeing it right now. Uh, this, this is the Chick-fil-A. This is what you got. What are they going to get out of there? Like jelly? Like what's... I get some sandwiches? I get some chicken nuggets. That's what uh, I'll be getting out of there. Okay. Looking but, for that shoe shine from Dan Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, go going woke, go giving that's into this. on the ground, man. That's a waste. Yeah, that's a tragedy. Oh, absolute tragedy. No, no, they, it never works. I don't know why why these companies do this. And you see, you saw this happening with Starbucks. All these other companies who they will throw a brick right through. I mean. The, the, I guess synonymous and really catch it captures what's going on right now is the video that was coming out after the George Floyd uh, marches and, and, and stuff like that, where you had those white kids that were like upstairs doing something and they're like giving them thumbs up, praising all these marches. And they got a brick tossed through their uh, their their yeah, home. Yeah. We're on yeah. your yeah. side. We're, on, we're yeah. on your side. That's basically how it works. They don't care. It's like, it's like looking at a pit bull that just ate a chicken and going, now look, this chicken loves you. This chicken's <laughs> on your side. Don't eat that chicken. This chicken believes in all dogs. All dogs matter, according to this chicken. <laughs> and then you turn that pit bull loose, and guess what's going to happen? He's going to eat that chicken. It's the same damn reason I don't apologize for anything. As soon as you apologize, they're really going to jump on you with both feet. Every, every, single, every single business that has done this, it's, it's, it's come down badly on them. I think it'll come down badly on Netflix. They're just getting worse and worse, especially after that cuties oh thing. Oh, my God. They, they've it, lost so many subscribers. Oh, in NBA and NFL numbers are oh way my God. down. It's not working. That, no people know. This is why the phrase exists, get woke, go broke. Bro, like yeah. That's why, why it's a thing. And we've seen this trending down. I think it worked for a little bit, but you're seeing pretty much much everything across the board is just falling off a cliff, man. People don't want to see that stuff. What's up with Marvel? Yeah, exactly. Like, Come Marvel this, Comics. I can't even watch another. Vi- uh, nah, nah, I can't read. Movie. I certainly, certainly can't read a read a book without this garbage. And again, and then it doesn't sell, and they're like, oh, 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 oh why, why are the books did selling? You see, did you see the guy who is suing his publisher because his publisher didn't call him out on some of the racist stuff he put in his own he book wrote, that he wrote? Why'd you let me put this out? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> kidding me? It's unbelievable, man. Like, these, these people... Moron. Yeah, no, uh, look, it's going to get worse. I've said that it probably will get worse before it gets better. But <coughs> short-term, people can get away with this. That's how it works. Like, with the NBA, you know, the, the, the TV deals aren't up for renewal yet. It's when that stuff starts coming up for mm. renewal when they start filling it on their... The mm. players start filling it on their sal- salaries. And that's when LeBron James' teammates and stuff are like, man, can you, like... Shut up, yeah. like, you're yeah, hurting dude. all of well, us. It's like Netflix, they got all of their subscription numbers hit during the quarantine period because everybody was stuck at home. So they got all of that. Well, now after Cuties came out, it's fallen off so bad, they don't have subscribers anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's horrendous. I'm boycotting the NFL for the first time in my life because I could Same. not handle I was so hurt by them. I still watched uh, NBA, even though they were arguably, wor- arguably worse on this, but I just will not watch NFL. If I'm not watching NFL in the middle of a pandemic, that's when things are bad. At this That's stage in the game, the NFL is just a business proposition on how I'm going to bet this weekend. I have no emotional investment in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Thank you, uh, my bookie. <laughs> I'll be back in a second. Bizarre me watching. Not even talking about the Cowboys. He's the biggest sports guy I have. Yesterday's poll question, have you voted yet? Uh, the majority, no. That's actually kind of surprising. I was seeing insane early voting. I've already voted. I don't know if you guys have. You know, I've nope. got... <laughs> are you waiting for actual I'm election gonna day? I'm going to go actual election day, yeah. Eric? 
No, no, I'm, I'm going to be chilling. Like, no. <laughs> you see that little small, that little small number? That's me. That's me. I took the pole. That was me right there. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Today's poll is, should we repeal the Section 230 protections for big tech? That's actually really interesting. Clarence Thomas has kind of opened the door for looking at this a little bit. Do you think they should get Jack Dorsey said today, actually, that getting rid of that would end free speech on the Internet. I, I, you know, I, I've got such biased opinions on that whole deal. What are the what are the poll? What are the options again on that deal? As far as because I don't agree with anything Jack Dorsey says. <laughs> the opposite anything. position. Of Jack Whatever Dorsey. Jack said, I want the opposite. <laughs> I'll punch him in his nose. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> punch him right in his nose. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.